0: Hello, this is Tim Convoy, the pastor of New Life Community Church located in Nashville, Indiana. I'd like to thank you for visiting our podcast, and I trust that God will just bless you and encourage you and speak to your heart as you listen to this message. Thank you again for joining us, and God bless you. If you went to Haiti, you know who you are, so come on up. At least you should know who you are. Yeah.
1: Thank right. I'll apologize in advance, my wife is the expert speaker and she's teaching, so she might or might not make it up by the time we're done, but uh, we went to My Life Speaks, I don't know if you are all aware of what we do there, but uh, they have a special needs orphanage, they also include... Uh, uh, typically developing children. Uh, we also do feeding programs. It was really great. Last year we did it three days a week. Now they're doing it five days a week. Every single day they're feeding children. Prenatal programs. They have uh, schools, special, uh, special needs school as well. One of the people that we took down last year decided to stay, so we went and visited her. Two of the 13 were actually her parents. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let uh, Abby and them talk, and if uh, they miss anything, then I'll fill in the gaps. Um.
2: Uh. <laughs> it was an amazing trip. It was my first time out of the country. It was my first mission trip. And um, I was really scared. And I was stretched in ways that I did not expect to be stretched. I I opened, the like, the first night, and I said, I'm a germaphobe, and they all laughed at me. And... <laughs> Because the plumbing situation was interesting and you cannot be a germaphobe down there because those kids want to touch you and they want to touch your face and they want to put their hands in your mouth. And so, so I was just, I was like, glad I got my vaccines. But, um, I was, I had just seen things I had never seen before and didn't expect to see. I expected people to be really sad and people that I've, I've talked to a lot of you about my trip, about this trip. And I expected, the Haitians to be like really sad people just because they lived in such a poor country and they have nothing and I just expected them to be just like depressed about their financial state but they were some of the happiest people I've ever met in my life and they want to share every um, they want to share everything they have with you and they are just, they're just they're so fun and when we were leaving Nepali, we were, um, driving in the bus and there was this old lady standing beside, on the side of the road watching the bus drive by and she looked, looked really angry and then I made eye contact with her and I smiled and I waved at her and then her frown immediately went to like this. <laughs> and so I was like, these people are just so friendly and so happy even though they have nothing. And that's, um, it made me realize like coming back to America, like we may, Think that we have nothing or we complain about what we do have or don't have, but when re- in reality we have everything and we just need to be satisfied with what we have and um, we can really learn a lot of lessons from them. So,
0: amen. I guess my most rememberable uh, incident this year was playing bingo with the elderly people. That was great, you know. We got to help them to find the numbers. Some of them couldn't find the numbers on the card and all this. But that was a great experience. And another great experience was the parade, which we kind of established last year. We had it again this year, of just a parade through the village, you know, and seeing the kids come out of the houses and grab your hands and walk along with you and ask you to pick them up, you know, just... Just the love of the people there was enormous. It was great. Good experience. And thanks to all of you for your support, your prayers, everything you have done, because without you, we would not have been able to go. Thank you.
1: Can you tell
0: them about what they wanted me to and what we did with the person. Oh, yes. Uh, some of the ladies, they had. Uh, we had a foot washing there in the village. There at My Life Speaks, and some of the women washed the feet of the villagers and anointed them with oil and rubbed oil on their legs, which was a great experience. If you've never experienced that, you need to experience that. It was great.
3: Okay, I could talk for hours about everything we did down there. You guys know that. But um, this was my third trip. I went one time in 2009 before the earthquake happened, and this was my second time after the earthquake. Um, Probably the parade was most memorable for me besides just like the daily loving on the kids but i don't know if you guys have talked to ryan dodge about how the parade happened but (laughs) ryan dodge is why we have the parade last year we sat in church and you sit for anywhere for an hour to five hours depending on what they feel is appropriate for church to go for that day they let the holy spirit lead and it's all in creole there's no english so you're sitting on concrete benches not understanding a word that's being said. It's 90-degree heat, and you have to wear long skirts. Well, not the guys, but I (laughs) was burning up. And, um, you know, Seth said, when it was all over, we had a debrief. And he's like, what were you thinking about,
1: Ryan, while we were in church? He's like, I don't understand what this guy's saying. But I, want a parade. I just want yeah. a parade.
3: And so, if it wasn't for Ryan being bored and his mind wandering all over the place, we wouldn't have had a parade. And the first year we had it, we they bust kids in from surrounding villages. We easily had 300, 400 kids show up in their best clothes that they wear maybe once a year, if that. And you just have people shout, going down the street. We celebrate on Desilien Day, which is. Um, he led the revolution against the French on October 17th. So, and you just get to see all the kids and they get so excited and they get tattoos and their face painted and they fall in love and um, the rest program is another program we have down there and it's for child slaves. Child slavery is still legal in Haiti. Anywhere between the ages of 4 and 17 and you sell your child, if you live on the mountain and you can't afford to feed them, you sell your child to go live with someone else and sadly it's it's a sad situation, but it's a better life for the child and all. And then once the child hits 16, they're usually paid, or they should be paid legally. And um, just to see how the program has grown, we only had a dozen or so last year, uh, Restivics, who we got to tutor. And that was a everyday thing or a three-times-a-week thing. For two hours, we would sit with them and educate them. And then we have so many more. And I decided to sit it is to see all the slaves that are in the village, to see that the families are letting us have access to them and letting them have an education was absolutely mind-blowing. So,
4: This was my second time to go last year, and I, what was stood out to me was the things that had changed from last year to this year. And that was that last year there was just three days of feeding program, and this year it's five days, and the rest of it's, like Jordan was saying, they uh, last year I think we fed them twice twice and they had tutoring, but then this year they were also giving them life skills. So they were basically on the campus just about every day. And that was good to see. And the, the one thing that stands out was a little guy who's in the special needs class. His name is Fransky. And last year we would just hold him and carry him around. Well, this year they had a custom-made wheelchair for him, and not only could he uh, sit in it, but he could make himself go forward and backwards, and he would just have this biggest smile on his face. His cheeks were just little chubby cheeks, and he'd just grin, and it was just, it just makes your heart just melt when you'd see him. So, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to go back next year. So,
1: Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so, uh, we brought our son this year, and we were a little concerned about how that would be, but, uh, I actually think he was more safe there than he would be here. I mean, we would feel completely comfortable just letting him run around in the streets and play ball with the kids. He actually got in an argument with a couple of them over a toy. Told him to speak English. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> So uh, just uh, other than that, uh, we did the rest of the program like she talked about, and a lot of them have had maybe one picture printed in their whole life. We printed off pictures for every single one of the kids, so they all get to take one home with them. And uh, But uh, uh, one other thing I guess we would like to mention is that uh, we took some pictures of all the family kids, and uh, one of them was in a motorcycle accident and died, and she was five years old. So if you can pray for their family, it's just kind of, you never know when your last day will be. So it's like, you just got to really you know pray to pray to God and accept him as your savior thank you